There's joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free of plans. I am made whole. I've been made new. Here I feel your joy is rising. Joy is rising. Here I feel joy is overflowing. Here I feel your joy is rising. Joy is rising. Joy is overflowing. Here I feel your joy is rising. Joy is rising. Here I feel joy is overflowing. There's joy in the water. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free. I'm cleansed. I am made whole. I've been made new. There's joy. There's joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. Sing it one more time. There's joy in the waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Jesus. Dear Lord, please shower us with your, your joyous waters. Give us an image of what you want in our lives and help guide us to get there. Let us be vessels of your love and your name. In 
God good or is our God good? Yes. Oh. Come on. I'm so grateful. You know, it's the, it's the first Sunday of the month, and, and we've made it a priority to make sure that we do communion the first sun, Sunday of the month, so you can grab your communion elements there on your chair. But I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about what the Lord said to his disciples. He said, as often as you can, do this in remembrance of me. And I was thinking about, you know, some of you guys, do you have like those, those pictures that show up on your phone or on your Facebook and it says, here's what happened a year ago, here's what happened two years ago. You, you, you enjoy those when they pop up? Yesterday I had one come up that, that showed uh, Pastor Keith and I, and we were, we were at, out at the ranch and, and it said this was a, our two-year anniversary for this picture. And I was looking at that going like, wow, like looking at what God can do and in and through all these things. And gosh, when, when Jesus sat with his disciples knowing what was coming and he's saying, as often as you can, do this in remembrance of me. There's just something special about taking your communion. It's, it's remembering the promises that God made before you were even born, before you were even thought of by your parents, right? He, he, these are these memories that come back to say, hey, I already paid the price for you. 
I loved you so much that I wanted to go to the cross. Are you with me? And there's just something so special when we take that moment to remember what Jesus did for us. That, that body that, that was broken for us. That, that blood that was shed for us so that we can be free for all eternity. Amen? Amen. So as we pray this morning, and, and we, we do this in remembrance of what Jesus did for us, just, just pray in your heart. Stay in that place right here in worship. And just giving everything up to God. Asking forgiveness. You know, it says to, to come to Him with a pure heart. Right? So letting go of those, those sins, those inward sins maybe that nobody knows about. Just saying, Lord, I don't want any of that. I'm just so grateful for who you are and what you've done for me in my life. I just want to be right here with you and commune with you in this moment. Amen? So while we sing this next song, go ahead and, and partake of your, your elements. You give life. Pour out our praise, pour out our praise. 
hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Okay, good morning, you guys. Good morning. Welcome to church. We're so excited to see all of you guys. Um, that worship was, whoo, whoo. Yeah, let's give a hand to our worship team. That was definitely on fire. Um, brought in the Holy Spirit. So thank you for ushering the Holy Spirit into this place. Um, so we're going to introduce ourselves real quick. So my name is Sarah. I'm AJ. And uh, we are part of the pastoral staff here at uh, Living Stones Church, and we get the opportunity to help and just be a part of a lot of things going on around here. So we are honored and blessed to be able to do that. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, Church Online, and thank you for uh, coming today. Um, my arm's kind of sore from arm wrestling yesterday, but okay, use that arm. Here we go. But also the younger guys kind of hurt, though, so we're good. It's a fair match, but uh, we're going to go ahead and honor the Lord. I have a scripture that's on my heart, and Sarah reminded us this morning of why we work and why we do the things, and it's a verse that we don't ever think as giving or, or tithing, and, and uh, the church doesn't need your tithing, right? God's going to do what he's going to do no matter what, right? But he needs our obedience, and even the things we do, like everything we do in our life, uh, from taking kids to school to going to work to doing our actions to 
pumping gas at the station, right? He wants you to honor him. And this is a verse that came to our heart this morning. It's Colossians 3.23 from the LT. Work willing at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people, right? And so when you are tithing and giving, work as you're doing to the Lord. And not as a people, because he's going to honor that more than what you do. Not to impress anybody else, not to uh, do it because you have to, but to do it because God's put that into your heart, right? So, uh, let's just come on up, and we'll go to our Father in prayer. Lord, thank you for the day. I ask you that you anoint the blessing that we receive today, Lord, to produce more, to produce more for your kingdom, Lord, to produce warriors and, and, and uh women and, and children to go out into your, your world and profess your name as you ask us to do, Lord. Uh, you know, the first commandment is uh, go out and spread your name among nations, right? And Lord, let's do that here in French Valley, Lord. I pray this blessing does that. And these ties bless us to do that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And um, if you are not here in service with us, or if you are here in service and you don't carry cash like most people, right, um, and you forgot what checks look like, um, there are a couple of different uh, ways that you can give. You can give online at Living Stones Church or livingstones.tv or um, in the Bible app, or if you have the Amazing Church Center app, you can give online that way as well. Um, so... Uh, if you are online, you can join us for the interactive church service and you can also download the church center app. I know every time I get up here, I'm like, I just have to talk about that church center app because I think that it is amazing. It is so good to stay connected. And if you don't know what, um, AJ is talking about, about, you know, hurting his arm, arm wrestling, then maybe you weren't on the app and you didn't know that they were watching a fight last night. And they thought, you know, being men, that they had to, like, arm wrestle and, you know, do all of that kind of stuff. So that's what the whole arm wrestling part was about, trying to think that he was, how old are you, Cameron? Trying to think he was 21 again and wrestling a 21-year-old, right? Arm wrestling. <laughs> so that's what that was about. So if you have the Church Center app, then you get to be part of that and get in there and, and um, get connected. And, you know, we sign people up for arm wrestling and, you know, all of that kind of, just joking, you don't have to arm wrestle. But we also had um, an amazing ladies craft night on um, Thursday. So that was a lot of fun. Um, my husband saying that was good because he was there. Like he walked in at the last part of it, he got home. So um, he did see that it was good. So it was an amazing night. So again, all of that stuff is in the Church Center app. So our guest here today, fill out, VIP guest, fill out the connection cards back there. And if you come back, or was it, no, how's they it? They get a gift automatically. So fill out the card, get connected, <laughs> and make sure that uh, you fill those out because we want to know who you are. We want to know who the new guests are. So we'll be praying for you, and we can connect you up with a group, a ladies' night, a men's night, a uh, Pretty soon, there's going to be, I don't know what I'm going to say, but Rudy coming up, so I'm going to kind of push that out there, but it's going to be awesome, right? It's going to be awesome. Um, so this week happening is going to be youth this Thursday night, Tuesday night, and this Thursday night is Fight Club, so we're going to be out there again. So we get to meet twice in a week. That's awesome, right? Oh, Come on, guys. Okay, good. Um, and then if you notice, there is a Christmas tree in the back spinning around because we didn't even wait like Halloween we had that Christmas tree up right because there's awesome stuff happening with that tree um that tree has a bunch of cards for um our friends at TCM and if you don't know what TCM is it's Tijuana Christian Mission 
Um, it's an orphanage down in, um, they have two places. They have one in Tijuana and then they have one in Rosarito. And so we have the honor and the, the privilege to get to bless those orphans down there and the staff members down there. And so spinning around on that tree are cards that um, you can choose to sponsor a child or, again, a staff member. Um, yeah, it's, it's a huge blessing. And you'll see over there, there are like some kids that are, I call them kids because I'm old, so I get to call them kids, um, that are like 21 years old, right? Those are kids, right? Yeah. Some of you guys nod like, yeah, those are totally kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but you'll see kids that are that age. And um, the cool thing about the TCM is that they don't kick them out at the age of 18. They're not like, peace, you're done. In the foster care system, they keep them. So there are a lot of kids that are going through college and um, learning to spread their wings and go out on their own, and they foster that. So if you see them that age, just know that that's what it is, that they're blessing these kids, young adults, these young adults, to go out on their own and um, and and be successful. So please be a part of that. Um, as of this morning, when we got here, we had 65 names still available. So there is plenty um, to go around. If you're online and you want to be a part of it, just um, you can send me an email or message our Facebook page, and we will get you in contact with um, me to get you a name. <laughs> okay, good. We love being connected, right? So get involved and be a part of a group or a team, right? You get, you get to really do life together with individuals God blesses you with, right? So you, there's a relationship to be built, and God has some cool people for you to meet. So get out there and connected, right? And then find all the, you'll find all this more on the Church Center app. So, Yay, Church Center app. Okay, and without further ado, we will turn it over to our fabulous pastor, Pastor Justin. So put your hands together for him. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. All right, we're making it. Are you guys excited today? Oh, my goodness. I'm so pumped. God is going to move in huge ways. Now, for some of you, some of you knew that Chelsea and I were supposed to preach together today. So our little guys got a little bit of a stomach bug. So pray for our little guys. Chelsea's at home. She's watching online. So everybody look back at the camera and say, hi, Pastor Chelsea. There she is, and all the people online, you can chat with her the whole time. It'll be super cool. All right. Tell your neighbor it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Where are my paper Bible people at today? Do we have some paper Bibles today? Oh, we got some paper Bibles today. Oh, that's a nice teal one. I like that one. So good. Oh, man, all the colorful Bibles are my favorite. Where, where are my online? Where have we where got our electronic Bibles? There you go. So good. You don't need to shout apple in the middle of church. The last time somebody got excited about an apple in the Bible, it didn't turn out well. I'm just saying. So anyways, no, I'm, it's all good. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 26. We're going old school today. We're going to have some fun with it. So last night, um, <laughs> we had fight night. And we were, I was at fight night probably till like 1040 at night. And and, uh, and then I'm, we, we determined that Chelsea wasn't coming, so I had to write a, another message last night. And so it's going to be amazing, right? It's going to be so good. Oh, dear Jesus, let it be good. Uh, but anyway, no, it's going to be good. I want to talk to some people online. I saw a lot of cool people. Melanie Newbold, so glad that you're watching on there. Uh, Sheena Holguin, love you guys. Stacy Carlson. 
that's our Texas campus now. Come on, somebody. I know we've got, uh, we've got the Scott family watching up in Oregon. So we've got our Oregon camps going on up there. Let's see who else we got. We've got some cool people on here. Keith and Vicki Corwin, love you so much. Thank you for watching and being here and being a part of it. Jennifer Sargent, you're awesome. Carolyn McKinney, you are so faithful and always here. We love you so much. The Bush family, you guys are amazing. Oh, my gosh. My little sister, Jelena, is watching out in Florida. Come on, that's so good. Lauren Guido, love you, girl. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys all for being online. Keep chatting on there, and hopefully I'll see it, and I can talk to you while we're doing all this stuff. Lauren says, hello from Fontana, everyone. She's watching from Fontana. It's so good, so good. All right, I got a question for you. Everybody get, get in your Bibles to uh, Leviticus 26. Did you make it? All right, good. I have to ask you this question. What do you, what's the first thing you think of when you hear the word obedience? Parenting. Listening. Immediate. What was it? Commandments. That's a good word. Anybody else have one for obedience? You know, some, I know some people start getting all like, well, you, don't, you can't tell me what to do. Right? Anybody get that kind of like thing like, what do you mean obedience? What, what do I have to be obedient about? What, what, do you think you can tell me? What, who, who do you think you are? Right? Are you with me? Right? Kind of get, getting all, all of our obedience and fun stuff. Well, tell your neighbor this message is titled, Blessed Obedience. Blessed Obedience. You can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app if you'd like. Um, go into the YouVersion Bible app, click the More button on the bottom, and then click on Events, and you'll find Livingstone's Church. You can search it in there has all my notes in there so you can follow along and, uh, and you can take notes and save it in your Bible. It's awesome. Use it for small group later on. It'll be amazing. All right, we're in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 1. And it says, do not, somebody say do not. Do not make idols or set up carved images or sacred pillars or sculptured stones in your land so you may worship them. I am the Lord your God. Verse 2. You must keep my Sabbath days and rest and show reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you that you're taking us old school back in Leviticus and, and talking to us this morning about blessed obedience. And Father God, we just receive your word this morning and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen, amen. You know, when I, when I was reading this scripture last night and I was asking God what he wanted to do, I, I didn't finish my message till about one in the morning, but praise God for an extra hour of sleep, huh? Right? It's like, I really only went to bed at midnight. That's awesome. So good. So as, we, as I was reading this, though, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, you know, what, what, what does it mean, and especially when we're talking about idols, now, we don't, I don't know about you, but a lot of us, we don't, we don't make new little sculptures in our yard to, to worship, do we, right? No, we might have, did anybody have a garden gnome? Like, like we, we've got a garden gnome. My, my, my grandmother said, you know, you can't have a garden and not have a garden gnome. So, so we got a garden gnome, and, and since then the boys have, you know, knocked their head off or part of their hat and things like that. So, you know, but, but we don't, we don't have anything that we worship like that, but you know what ends up, we end up building idols in a different way today. And what do I mean by that? When we start thinking about idols, you know, it's, you start to look at what are you putting your time into? What are you putting your finances toward? Right? It's, it's like, oh, well, I can't, I can't serve at church because I'm too busy. I got to make money or I got these other things I got to do, right? Are you with me? 
right? Noah is currently missing his uh, hockey game today because we prioritize God's house. Amen? Amen? So it's one of those things like, ah, oh, you know, like what are, what are we idolizing? You know, we, are, we were at hockey and, and uh, I had told the coach, yeah, we won't make it to Sunday games. I'm sorry, it just won't happen. And uh, I went and told Noah, I'm like, sorry, buddy, you know, you know you're not going to make the Sunday games. And, and uh, one of the other hockey moms, she leaned over, she said, what? I was like, yeah, well, we, we, we go to church, we won't make it. She's like, I haven't been to church in years because she's been taking her kid to hockey on Sunday mornings. And I said, well, I don't really get that option. I kind of have to preach. <laughs> and so she so was like, oh, that makes a difference, right? You know? But, um, but in it, it's just by prioritizing God. And, you know, hockey can become an idol. I know for me, like, I get pretty excited about hockey. Uh, and, and for those of you that don't know what it is, it's, it's like football, but men play it. No, wrong crowd. Uh, I meant to preach this at the other church over there. No, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, anyway, <sighs> but, you know, what, what becomes those idols? Maybe, maybe it's a relationship, right? Maybe it's a relationship. You put your relationship before you put God. Ooh, come on, come on. Yeah, single people just look forward right now. Like, Lord, it's all about you. All this is for you. I came here to meet her back there, but it's all for you. You know, like, no, just teasing. But Proverbs 3, 9, and, and this was another one. You know, our money becomes one of those things, you know. It becomes an idol. Very, it can become an idol very quickly. But Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best. Somebody say best. And the, with the best part of everything you produce. I don't know about you, but when, when I start thinking about some of these idols and things, it's like, man, we, do, we, do we give God our best? Or do we give God our leftovers? Come on, somebody. Like in the middle of everything going on, are we, are we making sure to prioritize our best for the Lord? Or are we going like, hey, I've got to make sure that I, I've got the NFL Sunday ticket. I've got to make sure that we've got all these other things. You know, if I have some left over, yeah, we can give the church a little bit. of about early, right? The church doesn't need your money. But man, I'm going to tell you about what blessed obedience looks like. Are you with me? Because uh, this, if you're like, oh, yeah, let's turn it off. You know, let's, hey, you know, there's probably a great message on one of the other feeds somewhere because I don't really want to hear about tithing or things like that, right? Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm not talking about tithing. I'm talking about the blessings of God. I'm talking about unleashing God's blessings on your life and understanding how and why that happens. Are you with me? Are you excited this morning? Hebrews 4, verse 8 says, Now if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. Verse 9. So there is a special rest. Somebody say special rest. And what this actually translates to is Sabbath rest. Still waiting for the people of God. Verse 10. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. Verse 11. So let us do our best to enter that rest. Come on, somebody. We got to do, do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Woo! I mean, this is just the first part of this Leviticus stuff right here. I mean, goodness gracious. He just says, don't, don't idolize things and make sure that you give reverence to God and rest. Can I tell you something? The American lifestyle says that rest is something you shouldn't have. Are you with me? If you're not busy, then you're not doing anything. Are you with me? Right? I, I, was, I was so blessed this week. I, I listened to this message by 
uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle, and if you don't know who that is, follow them on social media, you know, go watch some of his messages. But I was so blessed because he talked about this exact thing, talking about rest and, and being able to rest in the Lord. And I was like, man, how much have I just gotten so busy that I don't have time for the Lord? Woo, this is a pastor saying this. I get so busy that I don't have time for the Lord. I'm doing so many things, loving on people, doing good things. They're not all bad things. Like, a lot of us were like, well, I don't do any bad things, so I'm, you know, I'm doing good with Jesus. You know, I go to church, and I read my Bible, and I'm doing good, and I'm not doing bad things. But sometimes good things are what hold you back from great things. Oh, man, we settle for so many good things that we miss the great things that God has for us. Did you know that? Did you know that? Right? I, I got to tell you, like, I love, I love watching uh, Disney Plus. Anybody like Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah, there's good things on there, right? There's, I, I'm a Marvel fan. Like, do not tell me if you went and saw Eternals. Do not tell me because I want to go see it still. Don't tell me what happened. Don't tell me all the stuff that's amazing. But, man, because I, I get, those are good things. But you know what happens? When I tell God that I don't have time to do some of these other things that he's asking me to do, I start to look at how much time I spent on Disney+. Plus. Oh, 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 do you feel the same pain I'm feeling right now? Right? All of a sudden, this thing became an idol, right? I, I made sure that the Disney, like, I was, I was freaking out a little bit because my, my ESPN Plus, which is part of my Disney Plus package, was not working correctly, and I wanted to watch my hockey game. Are you with me? And I was like, I need to get a hold of somebody right now because that game is happening, and I need to be seeing it. Are you with me? Now, I didn't get that mad when I forgot my Bible at church before. I need to get in there because my Bible is sitting there waiting for me to get some nuggets. Blessed, blessed obedience. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. And then that rest, resting in Him, learning how to rest in Him. That Sabbath time to put Him first. You know what? That's what Sabbath is for. It's, it's, it's to be able to say, hey, you know what, God, I remember if, if you rested for a whole day in a week, maybe I can too. And give reverence to you've done and who you are. And, oh, my goodness. I heard a statistic. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Oh, my gosh, Chick-fil-A. Mm. Chick-fil-A. Right? Are you with me? Right? Popeyes, quit joking around. You don't have any, like, it's not good, man. It's just not the same thing. chick you know what I'm saying? But Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays. How many of you have gone through the drive-thru and waited for somebody to get on there on a Sunday? Because you know what would be delicious after church? Chick-fil-A. But they're not open on Sunday. But I heard a statistic recently that they do three times more volume than the average fast food chain. And they, they're closed a whole day of the week. I wonder, hmm, I wonder if each of us honored God that way, if our productivity six days a week would be three times what it would be if we, for the seven days a week that we're busy. Are you with me? Come on. Are we honoring God today? Are you ready? Because here is the first note. Where are my note takers at? Got some note takers here today. Got some note takers online. Come on. Come on. Sadie Smith, are you taking notes? I hope you are. Mitch Howard, take notes, buddy. Take notes. Alex Bush, thank you for that. Come on, it fired me up. That's good. Here's the first note this morning that you can put in there. The key 
to blessed obedience is honoring God. The key to blessed obedience is honoring God. You know what? I think for some of us, obedience is the goal. Like, if only I could be obedient. If only I could, if I, if I did the right stuff, right? If I, you know, I know that my doctor has told me things about my health. And if I were obedient, I'd probably live longer. Is anybody with me? Right? In the middle of all that, you're like, right? My, my doctor said, like, if you stop eating bacon cheeseburgers and, 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 and oh, I, I just, doesn't that just hurt your heart? Like, man, like, how am I going to keep my arteries lubricated? Like, I need them to keep, I don't want them to get hard, you know? I'm just kidding. But sometimes for us, obedience is the goal, but the goal is blessed obedience. You know, doing the right thing with the wrong attitude isn't going to help you. Are you with me? Doing the right thing with the wrong attitude, you're going to still miss out on the fullness that God had for you. You'll miss out on that blessed obedience. And that blessed obedience is unlocked by honoring God. When we honor God with our first fruits, with the best that we have, we unlock that blessed obedience. See, we can be obedient. Oh, yeah, I tithe. I do my thing. I, you know, I, I, I do the right thing. I, I give 10%, but I, sometimes I forget, you know, to, to do that. And, but you know what? When we're, when we, when we're making that, that priority, we're going, no, I've got to make sure that God gets his. I, I don't even want to check my bills until I make sure that God gets his. Uh, if something has to go, maybe it's Disney Plus, you know? Maybe Disney Plus needs to miss out. Maybe I miss out on a few hockey games or a few, few Starbucks runs. But, but Jesus, no, Jesus, you gave me everything that I have, so I want to give you my very best. Are you with me? And that blessed obedience. And watch what God can do through that blessed obedience. Let's get back in Leviticus. Are you ready? Verse 3. Verse 3. This next word is probably one of the most important words today, and it's the word if. Somebody say if. If. Why is if such an important word? I mean, it's only two letters. It's pretty insignificant. You can blow by it really quick. But if means there's a contingency. If, if, are you ready? Here we go. Verse 3. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you the seasonal rains. The land will then yield its crops, and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. Verse 5. Your threshing season will overlap with the grape harvest. And your grape harvest will overlap with the season of planting grain. You will eat your fill and live securely in your land. You know what God's saying right here? He's saying that if you obey me, if you give me your best, you'll never go without. That's what it says. That means every season. Now, I was looking at that going like, okay, the seasonal rain. You know what? That doesn't mean that it's not going to have drought seasons. But it means that every single season, you'll be taken care of. Can I get an amen from some people? Right? Have you experienced where when you honor God, one way or another, maybe it's not how you expected, maybe it's not how you thought it was going to happen, but what, for whatever reason, you make it to that next season and he provides again. And he takes care of it again. You're like, I, I don't know, but, but all of a sudden my job season overlapped with my business season. And all of a sudden my business season overlapped with some blessing season. Are you with me? And God just keeps providing and keeps taking care of things. Why? Because we honor him first. Blessed obedience. Oh, blessed obedience. Are you with me? Are you with me? There's been times where I'm like, man, I want to make sure I have money and savings. But I don't have money to put in savings when I make sure I give God his first. 
ooh, you ever felt that? You're like, oh, that's just not being, that's not being obedient to what you're supposed to do. You know, you're not stewarding your finances well, but can I maybe think a little bit different? That maybe you are. Maybe when you put God first and all of a sudden the, all those needs get filled, he takes care of those things, right? Right. All of a sudden when you're, when you're being obedient and watching God move, he, he, one season after the next, verse 6, I will give you peace. Come on, somebody say peace. Man, peace is attached to your obedience. When you're obedient to God and putting God first, peace is what you get in return. Does anybody need some peace? I think there's a, there's a country that we live in right now that needs some peace. Are you with me? And you will be able to sleep with no cause for fear. I will rid the land of wild animals and keep your enemies out of your land. He's going to take care of those things that are attacking your finances, attacking your livelihood. Come on. When we put God first, he makes a way. Verse 7, in fact, you, come on, somebody say you. In fact, you will chase down your enemies and slaughter them with your swords. Man, this town's like fight night last night. Come on. I was, oh my goodness, watching somebody get their face pummeled in and blood going everywhere. It was amazing. I was fired up out of my mind. Goodness gracious. I just believe men should be men sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I was just ready to get up and punch somebody. It was awesome. You will slaughter them with your swords. Five of you will chase down a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase down ten thousand. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. Man, are we fighting some battles right now? And sometimes it just seems like it's it, instead of blessing into the next season of blessing into the next season of blessing, it just seems like battle into the next season of battle, into the next season of battle. Like, are you with me? You're like, I just finished that battle, and now I'm on this battle, and I, I don't know what you're doing this week, but I know what I'm doing, battling, right? Are you with me? But I wonder, I wonder if we just change something just a little bit, all of a sudden, just having a few of us yoked up together, five, five of people will chase off a hundred. Come on, and a hundred of us, oh, will chase down 10,000. Right? Your enemy will be running from you. Are you hearing me? Right? All of a sudden it's not, I'm just to protect my stuff. I'm just trying to take care of my family. Instead you're going, I'm coming after you, enemy. I'm coming after you. In the middle of all this stuff, we're watching God move. Oh, I'm coming after you, enemy. Oh, I've got a brother with me that's going to come after you with me. I've got a brother with me that's coming. I've got a sister with me that's going to come after you, enemy. Oh, we're coming. Man, when you're getting attacked, tell the church. Because we got a bunch of people that will attack right back. Are you with me? Oh, we raise that thing up in prayer and we watch God do a miracle. Amen? Blessed obedience is honoring God. Woo, come on, somebody. Here's, here's point number two for my note takers. Let's see how people, if people are excited online. Oh, God's peace, God's peace. Amen, that's good. Amen. Taking notes, Carolyn McKinney. Good job. Great work. Great work. Point number two, my obedience releases God's blessing. My obedience releases God's blessing. Come on, it's my obedience. That's why it said if. That's why it said if. He's talking about all the blessings that he has for you if you don't have idols. If you render into place of rest. If you do these things, these are the blessings that follow. 
Are you with me? This is what God's telling us right now. Do you ever wish like you just knew what God was thinking? You're like, God, what are you thinking? Why did you give me breath in my lungs today? What a waste. <laughs> are you with me? Right? You're like, oh my goodness. Oh, what a waste. You know, yeah. But in it going like, you know what? You know what? God's got more. He's got a plan. He's got something going on here. And if, if I see in a place of obedience where I'm like, Lord, I trust you more than I trust my pocketbook. I trust you more than I trust whether that car is going to turn on again. I trust you more than I trust the economy of the United States of America. I trust you more than I trust the governor. Well, that's easy. I trust you. Did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to. That was just, that was my in's voice. Chelsea's not here. I apologize, Chelsea. We're all allowed opinions, right? And sometimes our opinions stink and, and you know, sometimes they don't. And, and uh, it's okay. But my obedience releases God's blessing. Let's talk about Jesus. Jesus is way more important than governors and kings and all these other things. Because God blesses us in our obedience. Our, our enemies will be afraid of us running after them because we've been obedient to God and we know the promises of God. Oh, when we put him first and we put his promises first, when we know that if we engage with him, he'll do a work in our life. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Luke 6, 37. You know, I, I, I've read 6, 38 plenty of times. You'll recognize that one. But I, I took it back a little bit because I, th- I think we need to make sure we have full context here. Are you with me? Luke six thirty seven says, Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Verse 38. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give, here's the if, right? The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. This is God's word. Jesus is teaching us here that there is a, we have a part to play in our blessing. Are you with me? We have a part to play in our blessing. He's saying, don't judge others, and you won't be judged. Don't curse other people. Don't condemn them, or else you yourself will be cursed and condemned. Are you with me? Forgive others, because you are going to want to be forgiven someday. And give. Give. Oh, my gosh. God loves a generous church. Amen? Give, and you will receive. Like, I'm I'm not a prosperity gospel teacher. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I'll tell you what, God's word just said, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together and make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. We have a part to play in our blessing. We have a part to play in his blessing. It stands for our obedience. When we're obedient to God, listen. When you're obedient to God, most of the time, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't make sense. He asks you to do things that don't make sense. He's like, I want you to go invest your time in this, but if I invest my time in that, I can't invest my time in other things. Are you with me? And you're like, but I'm getting this business started, but he's asking me to go and spend my time in his word, and he's asking me to go and serve at church. He's asking me, why would he ask me to do these things when I have these other things that I need to do? Are you with me? But there's something about blessed obedience. You see, if it's God's word. Now, if it's just your idea and you want to say that it's God, guess what's not going to happen? Blessed obedience. 
you can't just call it what you think you want it to be. You have to actually listen to that still small voice. That means when he tells you to do something uncomfortable, like tell the, tell the guy at the, at the gas, gas pump next to you that Jesus loves him, and he looks like he'd probably beat you up if you said something like that. Come on. But there's blessed obedience. Are you with me? When we're obedient in those little things, he's, he's just trying to get a message across to his son that might be lost and hurting and broken, and he just wants to, somebody to hear it. And he's like, I know that she'll do it. I know that he'll do it. If I just if I whisper in, in Cameron's ear, maybe he'll whisper to the person next to him saying, hey, Jesus loves you, man. Just wanted, I felt like God told me to tell you that Jesus loves you. Have a great day. It can be as simple as that, but there's blessed obedience. Are you with me? He blesses that obedience. Oh, it's my obedience to His Word that releases God's blessing. That's what's so good about His Word. Oh my goodness. If you're not reading His Word for yourself, please do. Please do. This section of Scripture that I'm reading about, that we're going through today, is all the positive stuff. If you go to the next verse after we're done today, it's all the negative stuff that I'm not going to be preaching today. But I would encourage you to read your Word. You know what, when I looked at that section of Scripture, the positive stuff was like this. If you, do all, if you obey my commandments, if you seek after me, all these awesome things will happen to you. If you don't, this is what will happen. Goodness gracious, somebody wants to read Leviticus today and get fired up. Are you with me? Let's go to verse 9. Here's what God's saying. Like just, if you seek after Him and your obedience, here's what will happen. I will look favorably upon you, making you fertile and multiplying your people. I will fulfill my covenant with you, verse 10. You will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. Come on. That means the stuff you've been saving up, holding on to because you're afraid that something might happen, when you're obedient to God, He breaks things through to where you're like, I don't have room for the old stuff anymore. i got to get that out because God's got new stuff for me right now. Are you with me? This is the blessing of the Lord. Ooh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Verse 11. I love this part. I love this part. In our, in our obedience, this is God's promise. In verse 11, I will live among you and I will not despise you. Verse 12, I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. Don't you just want God to walk with you? Man, when you go into work tomorrow, don't you just want the Holy Spirit to be holding your hand saying, sweetie, I got you. Come on, brother, I got you. Oh, we're in this thing together. You're, you're, you're living out my word. I'm so proud of you. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'll walk with you. I'll walk among you. I'll be your God and you will be my people. Verse 13. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt so you would no longer be their slaves. I think he's breaking some chains off of people right now. Reminders. I broke the yoke of slavery from your neck so you can walk with your heads held high. This is, this is what blessed obedience looks like. 
is when we walk with the Lord, when we accept his promises, he breaks that yoke off of you, right? We're talking about being yoked up, but you know what? There's a lot of people hanging on to some yokes that we don't have to hang on to anymore. Why? Because we haven't gotten in the word recently enough where he can tell us, listen, you don't got to carry that anymore. I broke you out of slavery. I broke that stuff off of you. You're not an addict anymore. Oh, that's not who you are. That's not who I made you to be. I broke that stuff off of you so that you could walk with your head held high because I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Are you with me? I'm a friend of God. I can walk with my head held high. Are you with me? I just believe there's some people watching online, there's some people right here today that God is saying that that yoke, that stuff you've been holding on to, that guilt that you've been holding on to, those sins of the past, guess what? His blood already washed it all clean. He already broke the yoke off of you and he's ready for you to run out your faith, making it happen for him. Oh, he's going to do a great work. He's going to do a great work, but it comes first through our obedience. He says, if, if you don't put all these other things before me, if you can rest in my goodness and my glory, if you'll do that, I'll give you all of this. Come on, somebody. Sometimes it's the good things that are the enemy of great things. It's the good things. Maybe we need to put some of the good things down. Maybe the good thing is the yoke that won't get, let you go further into what God wants you to do. He needs to break that yoke off of you that you think you're only good enough for good things. You ever feel that? Like, oh man, well, I'm, I'm so blessed. But have, are you willing to give up the good things so that God can give you great things? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Here's point number three. Short and sweet. God broke my yoke. God broke my yoke. We are no longer slaves, Amen. We are no longer slaves. I feel like God is saying, quit picking up the yokes of disobedience. Quit picking it up. Oh, but they called me back. They called me back for that job. I got to take that job because that's what God... No, if that's not what God told you to do, stop picking up the old yoke. Stop going back to your vomit. Come on, we're going back to that old relationship because we just want to be loved and we just want to be held on to. Stop going back to the little relationship. That God of yours, he loves you so much. He's got something better for you, but you fully have to let it go. You've got to let go of that yoke completely. Let go of it completely. Right, Dorothy Fragonin, Timothy Potter up in Idaho. Love you, dude. Man, you've got to let go of it completely. Vicky Herrera, love you. Man, God broke my yoke. We're no longer slaves got to stop picking up the yokes of slavery due to our disobedience Mm, what's God asking you to do you know I asked you a question at the beginning of service when what what do you think of when I say the word obedience I wonder if now we're coming to the end of service if you might have a different view of what obedience could look like in your life because you know what when I think of the word obedience I think of the word blessed Mm. Mm. when you're watching somebody around you that is so blessed you can probably bet they have a sense of obedience to the Lord come on wow wow my obedience unlocks God's blessing Mm. thank you Lord 
Thank you, Jesus. Johnny, verse 34. Are you guys enjoying this service today? I feel like I need to tell more jokes or something, you know? I need like an impression or something. You need an impression? Is that what you I can read this next verse in like Australian. Would that be helpful? Make it more anointed? I don't know. We'll see. John, did you say yes? <laughs> She's like, yes, it would make it more anointed. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Verse 35, this is the Lord our God moving in huge ways this morning. Amen. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of a family forever. I don't know what, 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 what we're doing now, but anyway. <laughs> Verse 36, so if a son sets you free, you are truly free. Listen, God already broke the yoke. He already broke the curse on you. You're done. It's over. It, the blood was already shed. He said, it is finished on that cross. So if we're still carrying stuff, it's because we picked it up, not because God put it on us. If you're carrying stuff, it was a willing pursuit to carry it. Oh, man, why can't you just say it was the devil's fault? Come on. Like, I picked it up? You're going to blame it on me, pastor? Like, I didn't do Listen, you don't have to carry that bitterness. You don't have to carry it. But th- well, you know what they did to me? You don't, you don't have to carry the bitterness. They did something to you, and it wasn't right, and then God's not okay with it, all right? But here's the thing. You carrying bitterness has nothing to do with them now. Are you with me? The reason you feel so weighed down is because you're carrying stuff that God never told you to carry. Oh, I mean, what would he say? We were, we were talking about Adam and Eve the other day. And, and uh, we were ta- like when, when God comes and he's like, Adam, where are you? Right? Here's what happened. My, 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 my three-year-old, my three-year-old threw a rock at my eight-year-old in the back of the head. It's awesome. I'm just kidding, Noah, I love you, and I, that was not okay that he threw that rock at your head. But you know what, we, as soon as we saw him do it, we said, Judah! And you know what he did? He hid behind the bush. He just hid back there. Judah, come here! And, and Chelsea says, man, this reminds me of like Adam and Eve when God comes back and he says, Adam, where are you? As if he didn't know. Right? I'm sitting there going like, Judah, where are you? As if I don't know. Oh, he's, he's sitting in shame. That's not where you're supposed to be. Oh, man, you, made, you, you make decisions that put you in a place of shame. Come on, somebody. Listen, I want to tell you right now, shame off you this morning. Shame off you. You're not supposed to carry that shame. That's not for you to carry. You know what? Listen, those mar- miscarriages were not your fault. I feel like that was a word for somebody. Those miscarriages were not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't carry shame. Don't think that it's because of who I have been and my sin is why I haven't had these kids and why this happened to me. Listen, it's not because of that. It's not because of that. You have a story to tell. And because of the pain you've been through, you can relate to someone who's been through that pain. If you've never been through that pain, you can only have empathy or you can only have sympathy, but you can't have empathy. Can I tell you, like Chelsea and I, we had three miscarriages in between our boys. We've been asked lots and lots of times, are you only going to stop at two? Listen, we had so much pain with the three in between that when Judah, when she became pregnant with Judah, we said this is the last pregnancy, period. If we only have one kid, we only have one kid. We named him Judah because Judah means praise. He was our praise baby. 
right? And then I went and got snipped. You are, are you with me? Right? Like, no more kids. Are you with me? Listen, you are not your sin. You are that that that's your sin isn't why you've gone through stuff. Are you with me? It's not your fault. I feel like there's some people in here that need to hear that. It's not your fault. You were mistreated, you were abused, and it's not your fault. You did not earn that abuse. I want to tell you, like, your Father in heaven, if you go and and spend some time with the Lord this week, have your Sabbath day, and sit with Jesus, and ask Him where He was when you were being abused. I know this is a hard thing to do, because it's going to be a very emotional moment. You've already pushed that pain so far deep that you don't think about it anymore, and you don't want to think about it anymore. But if you go back to that moment, and you say, Jesus, can you show me where you were? And sit in that moment with him. And you know where he'll probably be? Right by your side going, honey, I love you. This is not the best I have for you. But I'm with you and I'll never leave you. That's my Jesus. Are you with me? That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is a part of the family forever. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Jesus adopted us into his family. He said, listen, I already paid the price for this one. It's like each person comes up, no, I paid the price for this one too. Oh, okay, that he's part of the family. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bouncer at the door, you know? Like, like it, they can come in. This is a friend of mine. Are you with me? And that's what Jesus says when he's looking at you, when he's thinking about you. And you know what? When you sin tomorrow... Because guess what? We live in a fallen world. Did you know that your pastor's a sinner? Come on. I probably say some choice words when the ref screws up. Are you with me? (laughs) Things happen. Are you with me? When you sin, God already paid for that too. It doesn't give you license to sin. So you want to push that stuff away from you as far as you can and be more and more like Jesus. But listen, don't don't let the devil tell you that you're supposed to be ashamed because you sinned again. Up, man. Good to see you. I love you, Ross. You are free. You are free. Free indeed. Victoria Miller, you're free. Emmy, you're free. Emmy Senior, you're free. My mother-in-law, Sonny Hassler, you're free. Carolyn McKinney, you're free. Melanie Newbold, God's proud of you and you're free. You're free. For those of you that are new here and I don't know your name yet, I can't wait to get to know it. Because I know that God has a purpose for your life. You know what? When there's hundreds of people in here versus just the 50 or so, God still has a purpose for your life. He's got a purpose for every one of those chairs because there's a soul related to every one of those chairs. I know it's probably disheartening for our team sometimes to keep putting out all these chairs, but I'm not stopping. Let's keep putting them out because I'm believing those chairs build and I'm believing that those lives will be changed and I'm believing that we're going to see people's lives change in a huge, huge way. I'm going to share something I didn't ask permission, so I'll need forgiveness. She gave me permission just now. 
So I appreciate that. Catherine is a jewel in this church. And we love her so much. And she's been such a powerful entity. Going down to Mexico and loving on those kids. and Being a part of uh, our VBS and loving on those kids. Being back here with the little ones sometimes. And loving on kids, being out there in the parking lot. Smiling and saying hi to people. Setting up and tearing down. And you know what she told me? I was so proud and so excited to hear this. said, Pastor Justin, I took my, my Bible out in public with me for the first time because I was always kind of shy about that. But I decided I was going to go to coffee this morning. And I took my Bible with me and I was reading Proverbs, reading my chapter a day. It's a good, good medicine, by the way. Proverbs is 31 chapters. So you can read one chapter a day and get through the whole, that whole book. She was reading Proverbs 7. And this lady came into Starbucks and says, are you reading your Bible? She says, yes, I am. She says, can you read me a couple verses? She said, yes. Read her three verses and she said, that was what I was asking God for. I needed to hear that. Listen, blessed obedience. Blessed obedience. I'm so proud of this lady. Because when she came to this church a few years ago, she hadn't opened a Bible. Didn't have a Bible. Gave her life to Jesus, and she's been an absolute rock star ever since. But when you're obedient to God, you spend time with Him, you get to be the blessing to somebody else. You're not always coming in asking for one. You're just asking God, can I be a blessing? Because he'll pour into you so much that it overflows. She came over to me afterwards. She's like, Pastor, I just got to tell you. I got to tell you. It's overflowing in me. And I got so excited to hear this story. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I want to share that with the world. I want to shout it. And you know what? We're sharing it with the world. Because it's all online right now. But what can God do through your obedience? What can God do through each of us in our obedience? Some of you are here today because a friend invited you. And I pray that God met you right where you're at and blessed your heart today. Maybe they invited you over to their house to watch church with them. Come on. Sitting on your couch, had, had some of their pancakes, and, and we're watching church together. But I pray that somebody was blessed by your obedience to invite somebody. Come on. If you're here this morning, you haven't given your life to Jesus, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes for a moment. Because this is a special moment. This is a moment between you and God. And God loves you so much that He didn't want to leave you where you were. He wants to take you to a new place. He's still in the yoke-breaking business. And He wants to break some stuff off of you today so you can walk out of here lighter with your head held high. Walk out of that house, walk out of, your, out of your job, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this, walking into a new season with your head held high because that stuff's been broken off of you. Now, if that's you this morning, you're like, I want that so bad and I want to believe that it's true, but I'm having a hard time. If that's you with every head bowed and every eye closed, just raise your hand for me saying, I, that's me. I want that. I see you, sweetheart, and so does Jesus. 
Thank you, God, that we can be set free. Those that are watching online, if you're watching on our interactive site, there's a button there you can push that says raise my hand. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, put something in the comments or send us an email saying, hey, that's me. I, I, I want that for my life too. And If that's you this morning, I want you to pray a very simple prayer. You know, God's not interested in how well you articulate things. He's not interested in how many these and thous and shouts and all these things that you can say. He's not interested in that. He's interested in a heart that is pure, a heart that is honest. And when you come to God with your honest heart and you say, God, I can't do this on my own, you know, He won't even judge you if you cuss at Him. Say, God, I don't effing get it. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't know, but I know that I need you and I can't do this on my own. Wherever you're at right now, Surrendering to Jesus is where victory is found. Victory is found and in our surrender. So if that's you this morning, for those that raise their hands here in person and online, just pray something like this, saying, Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving your life so that I could be set free. Thank you for your word, for your Bible that has the word in it that can speak to me and tell me the truth, and tell me the promises that you have for me. God, I give my life to you today, and I ask that you change me from the inside out. Lord, here are my burdens. Here are the yokes that I've picked up over the years. And God, I believe you at your word that you're still in the yoke-breaking business. And God, I give you these yokes to be broken off of me this morning so that I can be set free and walk with my head held high. Thank you, Jesus, for freedom. Thank you, Jesus. I give my life to you today. And from this day forward, I know I'll screw up, but I'm still going to seek after you every time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Somebody lift up a shout in this place. Woo! Woo! This is the beginning of your journey. And if it's not, if you're still on your journey, it's the beginning of a new day in your journey. Give it to Him. Let Him do a work in and through it. Listen, you're going to have hard times. You're going to have good times. You're going to have seasons where it's full of fruit and goodness, and you're going to have desert seasons. But let God work in and through your life and watch what He can do. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let's worship together for a moment. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out.
I feel like uh, I was just sitting here just trying to listen and try to hear the Holy Spirit, see what he has to say. And I felt like he was saying that there's somebody that feels like they're so disconnected from their family that their family's kind of pushed them to the outside. And you just feel this like abandonment or you just feel like you're, you're not good enough to be in the inner circle. And, and as I was listening to the Lord, I felt like he's saying, look to your left and to your right. Here's your family. Here's your family. People that care about you don't even know you yet, but they love you because you're a sister, you're a brother, you're a child of God. I feel like God is bringing this church into a season where we're going to be so close-knit as a family. There's just going to be this closeness that comes. We're getting ready to start this small group journey called Rooted in January. Do not miss it. Do not miss it. I just believe it's just such an integral part of what God is about to do in this church where he's going to wrap his arms around it and make it so strong and so family and so loved and so known in and through all of that. So in the next few weeks when you start seeing registrations for that, register for it. Be a part of it. Get in it. You're about to find your people. You're about to find your tribe. You're about to find the people that you're going to do life with. I just believe just like, Catherine, you mind coming up here with me? Would you do that for me? I won't have you say anything. I just, I want to show you off as arm candy. Is that okay? Yeah. That's like the blind helping the blind in that way. They're good looking, aren't they? They're good looking. I just believe, just like her testimony, of coming in here not knowing anybody, not knowing anything, not having that spiritual family, that the breakthroughs that we've seen in and through her life is the beginning of your journey right now. That you're going to see so much more as you engage. Engage in what God's doing. I hope this is okay. Is this okay? It's okay, she says. We'll find out later. But I love this lady so much because she's so incredible and she just loves people. But when you would have first met her, she was so quiet and, and, and didn't have a lot to say to us, right? And, 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 but look at her now. She's in the parking lot waving at you as you come in, saying, welcome to church. We're glad you're here. Oh, my goodness. You'll be so blessed to be in her rooted group in January. Oh, my goodness. Just meeting people just like Catherine. Just like Catherine. I remember when we, when we got to see you again after all that stuff in the parking lot. And I said, hey, Catherine, you're like, you remember my name? I don't remember everything. Don't tell Chelsea that. She'll, she'll tell you the truth. <laughs> but I can remember you because you're special and because the Lord loves you and you're important to him and your family. And you know what? Your family. Your family. Your family, you're loved, you're important, and God loves you, and we're glad you're here, and welcome home. Welcome home. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Oh, 
Amen. Amen. Our God is good. And he's going to do great things in and through us as a church. Woo! I can't wait. I'm fired up out of my mind. Oh, sorry about that. You it's all right. We'll learn these things. We'll figure that stuff out. You, you can't have all those muscles and not help people get down the stairs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, if you neglect it, you start looking like this. So be careful. Be careful. Church, you are loved. You are loved. Get people to see us online. Send, send them a link. Get them involved in men's and women's groups. You know, I, I, we had some friends over at men's group this, this last night and at fight night. And they said, these are, these, this is your men's group? And I said, yeah. He goes, huh. Like, these are cool guys. I could hang out with these guys. Right? You just never know. You never know when another Catherine comes into your life. Life changers. Game, game makers. Come on. Father God, I bless us today. I bless us into a place of obedience. God, we vow to put our idols to the side and put you first. And Lord Jesus, we will prioritize resting with you and not being too busy. And God, we know that all your promises after that will follow. Father God, we thank you for your word to teach us the truth so that we can live it out every single day of our lives. Thank you for your grace for when we screw up. And God, we seek after you today. Send us out on mission to go and touch somebody's life. God, we pray for hundreds of families to come into this place and have their lives changed forever. Lord God, you've called us here for a purpose and we are going to plant our tent stakes in this place and we're going to see you make a difference and a change in our region. In the name of Jesus, we pray. All God's people said, Amen. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us. We know that this message has blessed your life and Holy Spirit's moving and speaking to you. So we're prayerful that you have an amazing week. Share this video with somebody and we pray it blesses their life too. We love you guys so much. Such an honor to worship with you and to do life with you. If you need anything, we are here, we are available and we would love to partner with you in your journey of life. Have an incredible week. We'll see you next week.